The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of cold, hard vengeance. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking Kill Bill, Volume 2. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. We're talking Kill Bill, Volume 2. I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader's here, sipping on the best damn margarita I've ever had. I'm a really good bartender. <laughs> she really is. I like I like Jude's drinks that glow in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually an ecto cooler, isn't it? It's yeah. fucking good, <laughs> man. It's really also good. Also, kind of broke. So if you need a bartender, <laughs> <laughs> she's available for. Oh my god, she's available for parties. I'm she available did, to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> she did my 10 year anniversary party. She got my whole I family did, fucked up. Yeah, it was amazing. We had a great, great time. My mother in law started going off. It was amazing. She told me all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Jude is also here. Hi. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Matthew Kadish is also here as well, the man behind the curtain. Yeah, so fun story. Uh, when Kill Bill Volume 2 came out, it premiered at the Cannes Film Festival in 2004, Ooh. which is the, my first trip to the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, nice. And uh, I was there and I got to see this at, at Cannes with uh, Michael Madsen, Quentin Did you Tarantino. meet Tarantino? Uh, I didn't meet him there. I saw him there. Um, but uh, David Carradine, basically the whole cast was there. And there's a funny story about uh, Uma Thurman and uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, the eye patch lady. Uh, Ellie Driver? No. Well, yeah. Daryl yeah. Hannah. Hannah? Dar Hannah, yeah. A uh, story about Daryl Hannah and uh, Uma Thurman that uh, I'll share with you guys. Right on. Can't wait. I'm super excited. So if you guys have just got done watching our volume one review, which came out a couple of days ago, and you're Welcome to come here and hang out with us talking about volume two. I'm very excited. This is um, a really great conclusion to a movie that we just got done gushing over for like two and a half hours for our volume one episode. So thank you for joining us as always. We're going to break into this uh, movie real quick. First, I'm going to take a sip of my margarita, which again, the recipe for this will be available at saltynerddiscord.com. Head over there and then check out the drink recipe area. Holy shit, it's good. <laughs> We're going to take a break real quick. I'm so glad you like it. And we'll be right back, so stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you guys want to support us, head over to saltynerd.com slash DC. Download Dragon Champions. It's a really cool um, video game where you get to collect heroes and upgrade them and create a cool team to go on raids and a lot of fun stuff. If you type in salty in the promo code area, you can join or actually, you gotta, guys get a little bit of a leg up. Sorry, I'm really buzzed. This freaking margarita is good. If you guys <laughs> type in salty in the promo code area, you guys get a leg up. You get some extra characters and some gold and some stuff to help you along your way. Get to level 20. Join our guild, Salty Nerd Podcast. And join our Discord. And you can hang out in the Dragon Champions chat room where you can get feedback from experts like Matt Vader over here and Matthew Kadish on how to build your team to the epic level and get yourself to the top tier gamers of Dragon Champions. I can't talk anymore. I'm going to be done with this promo. Head over to Dragon Champions and download it and join us. It's good, right? It's so good. <laughs> 2004, Kill Bill Volume 2. Rated R with a runtime of 2 hours, 17 minutes. Also had a budget of $30 million. Guess what it made at the box? $400 million. <laughs> I don't know. This isn't as good as so Sigus has a billion, what? million, billion. For, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll be realistic. Yeah, be realistic. Uh, um, $152 million. It's not as good as the volume one. I disagree. So I'm going to say it didn't make as much money. So I'm going to say $105 million. Think of it before she answers. Think of it like this. 
I know Heights from the like, first one would have yeah, been yeah. the second It's one. like a drug I addict. Still, I still don't. I think it probably had a lower second weekend. Word of mouth about how fucking awesome. $100 million. Okay. Fine. I'll shut the fuck up. Good job on interrupting yeah. me. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm serious. No, because he's been complaining. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, no, not sorry. Do that more. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. God damn. All right. $100 million. Yeah, $100 million. $152. Yeah. This made $154 million oh, at the man. box office. Alex, it's been a while, but you win a speedboat. I'd rather have a sword. <laughs> you win a priceless Hattori. I'm so sword. In, in Texas, it's 250 bucks. <laughs> you sold a Hattori Hanzo sword? No, no, not sold. In El Paso. He said hocked, yeah, which I don't know why, but, but when I listened to that dude say you hocked a Hanzo sword for 250 bucks, God, I fucking love this but, movie. But he didn't. But he lied. He why did he lie? Because he's fucking with his brother. Because he's a piece of shit. Do you want to talk about we'll him talk fucking shit. with his brother? Well, we, I'm sure we will. All right, let's get yeah. into it. Jude, right. give me the synopsis. Okay, sir. Four years after the massacre at Two Pines, Black Mamba's roaring rampage of revenge is almost complete. She's taken out a lot of vermin, but won't be finished until the last name on her murder list is crossed out. Ditching her pussy wagon and standing alone with her Hanzo sword, her path to Bill suddenly becomes unguarded. And as she slips inside her home to complete her mission, she's faced with the biggest challenge she's ever encountered. The daughter she thought died inside her four years ago is alive and well and thinks Beatrix Kiddo has come home to be a family with her and Bill, her father. Discuss. Jude. That might be the sexiest synopsis you've ever synopsis. Do you think <clears throat> that that is affected by the amount of alcohol? That might have been you? the sexiest synopsis you have ever read. Yeah, synopsis. Shut the fuck up. I might have been fucking crazy <laughs> synopsis I ever. Margaritas make come out of your horny. sexy mouth hole because that was really fucking good. <laughs> I want to shove words in your mouth, bitch. What is wrong with you? First of all, thank you. And second of all, you're welcome. You have a really, you have a really sexy Third, mouth hole with that lipstick on it and stuff. I'm just doing my job, you guys. Oh, you broke out. My God. Oh, my God. This margarita's really good, guys. I mean, all right, anyway. Sorry I did this to you. I'll give you a sandwich after. He's going to need something. Soak up the alcohol. He's going to need some bread. Mm. <clears throat> I freaking love this movie. It's pretty good. So I disagree with you on the first one being better than this. I think. Do you want me to tell you why I don't like I this I do. Movie? Please speak. Okay. So I, I do like this movie. All right. Um, so the whole build up till the end. When. when when, what's her name? Beatrix Kiddo. Yes. Do we have to like delete that? I don't know. No, not, no, not in volume not, two. Not, not, not in volume two. So I'm with this movie up until she gets to Bill. Once we get to Bill, it's just an hour long, just boring fucking dialogue back and forth. Oh, so blah, 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 blah. And then it, it's it's like it just takes too long. It takes me out of the entire movie. I could not disagree with it's you just, more. It's it's Same. If, if they if they well okay, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> this, this, this is what I'm saying. All right. Um, I, I I got bored. 
I wow. get I get bored in the last 15 minutes of this movie. It's too long. They need they needed to cut that last hour of this movie down to about 20 minutes. And that would have been fine. Mm. They didn't they did not need to go through as much just you know, you know, Quentin Tarantino likes to write dialogue, I guess, and he wrote a lot, <laughs> a lot but I think of dialogue in here. But we're, I'm, I'm skipping it. But that, you know, you want to know why I don't like this movie as much? Is it? It's, because- it's the last 50 minutes. It's when Bill shows up and with with the daughter, and it takes me out of it. The, the stuff with with uh, Daryl Hannah and and what's what's Bill's brother's name? Bud. 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 All that stuff. I love that stuff. The, the graveyard stuff. The, the stripper bar stuff. You, you know, um, it's it's just, it's it's just it's more of a continuation of the first movie. I mm-hmm. like I like the chapter stuff, but once we get to the last chapter, the the the, the it just it goes off the rails. It, it it slows down too much. It's too, it's too long. That's I kind get of what a, you're saying, but it's the culmination that's the point. of the story. Yeah, no, I, 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 I get it. I do. I get it, but it takes me out of it because it's it's too drawn out. Hmm. I don't. I didn't need 50 minutes of them because talking to each other. Say, oh my god, my daughter's here. I'm gonna go to bed with you and watch TV and blah blah blah. It's like fuck that. It's like kill him and fucking be over with it. I understand where you're coming from. I, I get what you're saying. I, I thoroughly disagree because I think these two movies, if you look at them as one, as I do, and mm-hmm. as Quentin Tarantino does, you look at this as one movie. Everything leading up to that point, that last 50 minutes is deserved. It's too long. No, it's deserved. It's I disagree. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, it does matter. <laughs> no, I'm saying because because it, I'm saying they our, spent too much time on it. I'm that saying, woman deserves her revenge. I'm saying our and, and, our disagreement doesn't matter. But then even the last fight, it was you know we're, we're, all these fights in this movie are like long drawn out, really pieces of art. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the last fight is um the they're, they're, they're sitting they're sitting in their That's lawn chairs. The name of of the of yeah, band. yeah and then they, she does the the which is a cool end. I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was it. It was just like very anticlimactic, and you know, no way. it was it was to me. I I'm can't sorry. believe you think that's, that's, that's how I think. That's what I feel. The two best things about this movie mm. is the eye pluck, yes, and the five point exploding heart palm. Is that what it's called? Five technique. 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 Yeah, yeah. technique. I was almost there. You got to put a French word on the end of that. There, technique. Hold on, Vader. Go there, ahead. there was Sorry. two other things in this movie that that I needed to say. Yeah. Um, Daryl Hannah's character. What's her name? Ellie um, Driver. Don't like her. Oh, fucking love she's, her. She's my least favorite of of the group. Why don't How you like dare her? You? Um, I think she's just too much of a bitch. I, I I don't know why I just I don't like that character. The, you know, Oren Ishii, we had build up for her. Yeah, we, we have a story for her. All Daryl Hannah's character is is a cunt. She's just a fucking bitch. <laughs> You're not allowed to use that uh, well, word, sir. You, you know, I like the fight in the in the trailer. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but she's so, she's okay. just a bitch. There's no there's no real so background. Like, for so her. like Oren Ishii, we got this sympathetic backstory mm-hmm. for her where we were like kind bought, of rooting I, I, for I her. I bought into her character, right? With, um, fuck. With Ellie the, Driver. Ellie Driver. Thank you. With Ellie Driver. God damn it. Put some respect on her yeah, name. Yeah. With that it's Ellie fucking Driver. Ellie fucking Driver. Yeah, yeah. We get this back. We don't get a lot of backstory at all. We just, no. we, we, she trained with Pai Mei for a short period of time. And then she's just like yeah. an assassin. Just, I just, I just, I just. So I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. They do not spend nearly mm. as much time setting her up as they yeah. do Oren I, 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 felt, I disagree. I felt, I felt no sympathy or remorse when she died. But yeah, I know you're not supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't have the buy-in on her character. She didn't die though. 
Well, she died when the snake bit her. That was supposedly the snake didn't bite her. Well, we don't know this. Did we know this? Was it? Am I missing something? Well, she got both eyes plucked out, but yeah. she was left on the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, with, with the snake. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I did like about this movie was the little speech when Bud and Bill are together. Mm. That that line with Bud saying we deserve to die. That's probably the most poignant. Poignant. poignant poignant line in the entire two movies it's good she deserves her it's revenge like she deserves her revenge and we, we deserve, deserve to, to die. die yeah and i'm like i watched it and i'm like fuck that's fucking heavy and i'm like because <laughs> <laughs> they do and, and you know and it just goes that whole you know it goes back to that whole assassin's code where they it's like yeah we deserve to die we do some shitty things yeah and we turn on our fucking but but I, I liked how he amended and, that and he was like, but she deserves it too. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. and she does. Yeah. That's the thing. She does. She does some shitty things too. Yeah. But you know his 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 whole Bud's know, Bud's Bud's character is like he's probably my my second favorite character in this story. After he, after the bride. You he's know? so Just, realistic. He's so real. In his complete lack of caring for either side. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't give a fuck about you, Bill. Yeah. Or your stupid assassin yeah. squad, or none of that shit. I don't yeah. give a fuck about the bride mm-hmm. or none of her shit. You both deserve desire. He d- keeps to his Tori Hanzo sword with his golf clubs. Yeah, just fucking love it. Well, dude. where else would you put it in your? He can also make a margarita. Single wide wheel. <laughs> he trailer. can make not as good a margarita as Jude makes, though. I know. I want more in there. Mm. Isn't any. <laughs> Holy shit, that's this? good. Yeah, he's <laughs> stealing Jude's just have it. Yeah, Just have it. Sweet. It's fine. I made him for you. <clears throat> I want to talk about Ali Driver. Okay. Jude, you've been itching to talk about this I've character. I've been raising my hand silently she like has. Beatrix Kiddo in You're a classroom. You're so nice. <laughs> Go ahead, Jude. Take it away. Okay. Speak your piece. Ellie Driver is my favorite side, side character. Sorry. Go ahead. Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> Which one's Ellie Driver? The, the one-eyed chick. That's the Daryl Hannah. You, yeah. The character's name is Ellie. Oh, Carter. oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> oh my God, you finished it already. Yeah, I told you. He, he, he downed it. <laughs> in one, I, I want the rest of Alex's too. <laughs> I guess I'm making margaritas for the next podcast mixer. Um, Ellie Driver's my, like my favorite side character. I, I love um, Black Mamba, Beatrix. Mm-hmm. And second to her is Ellie Driver. And that is uh, pretty coinciding with her character because she was the replacement Beatrix. If you if you see from the beginning, Ellie's on the phone with Bill. In Beatrix, it, it hasn't been that long. Like Beatrix just what, 6 months pregnant with Bill's mm-hmm. kid. And Ellie's Ellie's on the phone with him and she's like, "Okay, I love you too." Yeah, yeah. He immediately went to Ellie from Beatrix. And she's been trying to fill that slot for four fucking years. And that's her story. That's why she hates her so much. She went to Paime to fill Mm -hmm. Beatrix's shoes. She tried to be the warrior that that Beatrix was. She tried to be the love interest to Bill that Beatrix was. And she could never fucking add up to Beatrix. (sighs) She spent her whole life trying to be kiddo. And this is what it's come down to. And that's why she says, I'm disappointed because I didn't get to fight her. Jude, 
I don't know if I should have realized this before, but you just fucking blew my mind. Oh, I love it when they do that I've to you. Never, I, I never ever in my life watching this freaking movie, which I've seen it a ton of that's times. That's why she didn't need a backstory in this, because that's her story. I've never connected those dots. I've never, I, I, I've never yeah. put her in in Be- Beatrix's shoes. I, I, and you're right. She's a Caucasian blonde chick. She is she the replacement. Is B. I, I never She's got even that. on the phone with Bill. And he's like, I love you very much, kid. Yeah. She's <laughs> on the phone with him when Beatrix kicks open the door and is like, this fight is starting. Remember the story that uh, Kiddo heard about young Bill where he would suck his thumb every time he saw a blonde on screen? Mm-hmm. And Ellie's blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like I failed. As a movie fan, no, you didn't. I didn't. I never. I've never really picked up on that. Either. I never thought about. It. I, gave, I just. I you just, just saw gave her. Me a movie lady boner because <laughs> I was superior to you in this one. This one time, I'm gonna I live just, on this I, I for the know, rest like, of my life. I understood that there was some competitive to there, like competitiveness there. Like I got, I got that, but for whatever reason, I never really thought about her. She's literally fucking Beatrix 2.0. Yes. Wow. That's why she hates her so much. Yeah, and that's why she like I respect you. I fucking despise yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, holy shit. We all, we all have that person in our life, right? And sure, that's yeah. why she wants Beatrice's um, sword, too. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because, um, so Daryl Hannah, when, uh, you know, the bride plucks uh, Ellie's eye out, what she did, the, the freak out after, like, losing her other eye, mm-hmm. was entirely improvised. And Daryl Hannah did it specifically to try to make Tarantino laugh. <laughs> And Tarantino liked her reaction so much. He's like, I'm keeping that in the fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's so good. Wild. I'm so disappointed that she hasn't done anything else after this. Cause I, I love Daryl Hannah. But what, She's so what, evil. What, is, what has she done so before good. this? Besides splash. Splash. Um, Clan of the cave bear. Yeah. Clan of the cave bear. <laughs> That's right. Um, she, Ayla. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it? Ayla. 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 <laughs> Dude, all right, guys. Most of you people are not going to get that reference, but go back in our catalog. We reviewed a movie called Clan of the Cave Bear, which stars this same actress. It was in our Caveman Week. Our Caveman Week, yeah. So popular week in the replay. Check it out. Maybe you could put that. I don't know how that works, but you could put it at the end of the video or plop a little pop up right there. I guess she's in Sense 8 now, the Netflix well, well, she was in two seasons of that before it got canceled. Yeah. Mm. She was also in Steel Magnolias, which I also really love her. And that's one of my favorite movies of all time. She was in Wall Street. She was in Roxanne. I mean, she was huge oh, in the 80s. that's right. I forgot about Steel Magnolias. Yeah. That's one of my wife's favorite movies. That's why I don't like I've, it. I've, Chick flick. I've heard about that movie, but I've never watched Wonder it. She's oh, in- my God. That's one of my favorite movies. All right. So um, since we're talking about Ellie Driver, uh, Uma Thurman and Daryl Hannah did not get along. In fact, so Blade Runner. In fact, they hated each other. Really? Yes. Really? Wow, okay. Well, two um, alphas. You don't put two alphas in a room. <laughs> I, I mean, good. obviously, they were both Bill's lovers. No, listen, <laughs> listen. V, you don't put two blondes in a room. Yeah. Tell us that go, oh my God, it's just so dumb. So <laughs> I, I, I guess like um, one of the issues was that Daryl Hannah kept trying to upstage Uma Thurman and and uh, was trying to basically expand her role in the movie, and they just didn't get along. And so at the Cannes Film Festival, uh, they had to be kept apart from one another. 
and they had like dueling after parties after like the the screening. What? And all those others like like honestly, they, they, this is great. Yeah, yeah, they were just like super catty and like they hated each other. Just Whoa. absolutely hated each other. And th there was all this gossip going around the festival about like how like they were like trying to outdo one another and all this other stuff. Uh, it was pretty crazy. That's wild. Did, which after That's party funny. did you go to? I, I didn't get invited to either. <laughs> Dude, he's not that cool. Yeah, yeah, I was a pleb. Man. <laughs> not that cool. He was probably like a fucking usher. And um, just not like telling. He us. wasn't a blue check mark. Yeah, it wasn't a blue check mark back then. <laughs> so I, I just want to talk about like Bud. Bud, as far as the assassin crew goes, I, like I, I love Oren Ishii. She's fucking awesome. But like Bud, to me is just the epitome of the nihilistic guy who doesn't give a shit, yeah. but he's also better at his job than everybody else, but he just doesn't want you to know about it. <laughs> I, I, there's that element. I've never gotten that from Bud. Oh, no. Oh, he no, no, he is the best assassin on that crew listen. besides Beatrix, she, and, but he, he doesn't give a shit. He owned her. He fucked he her up. Fucking he fucking owned like, her. He, like, he got home from the strip club, mm -hmm. and he's getting out of his car, and he goes, click. Oh. She's here. Okay. And he went into his yes. little trailer and he got his fucking shotgun out. And as soon as that bitch opened the fucking door, <laughs> yes. she took two slugs in the chest okay. of a fucking and shotgun. He completely Honestly, he could have killed her at that point, but he yes. chose to torture her. She yeah. lost. She was done. That's what I he love about Bud. Won. Bud is the best assassin oh, on yeah. that entire squad, but because he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She opened that door and it was kaboom. Yeah. And she went. Plop. There's something about, I connect to bug oh, yeah. bud so much more than anybody else. I want to grow my mullet out. I have, I, I want have a mullet. The, I want to grow it. I just, I want my bud here. I'm going to fucking do it. do it. Because I, ha I have <laughs> this, I have this job and, and this is a, a meta moment, real world thing. I hope my boss doesn't fucking watch this episode, but I'm like, I have this job and I'm watching these people fucking struggle doing what they do. And I'm like, I know I can do a better job than you. Yeah. But yeah. I just don't give a shit. That's how I am at work. And that's like, it's like, I, and that's, that's Bud in this movie. He's I, like, I, I do want to say like the scene where he goes into the strip club to go to work is probably one of the best oh, scenes. Dude, there ain't nobody here. He's with his boss and he's like, there's your name. There was There used to be your name. That's such a bummer. Do I have an asshole right here? Right here? You're as useless as an asshole. Right here. Any of you ever worked for a boss like this? Love it. Because I fucking have. I can't say I have. I have had some freaking ridiculous bosses in the past, but I can't say anybody that was like this. But... I just I connect to the nihilism and, and like so the, the, much. the scene ends with like this like stripper coming out. It's like, but the toilet's backed up again. There's shit water. Yeah, everywhere. you gotta go have to clean I'll, it up. I'll go clean it. All right. <laughs> and no, right. no. The the worst part of that is when he's like, I'll do, I'll go do it, rock it, and she just goes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like. <laughs> Yeah, you fucking will, you yeah. piece of shit. And, and, and one of the great great parts about that scene is so like you know the cowboy hat that he's wearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tarantino hated that hat, <laughs> but Michael Madsen was like, I think it's good for my character. I'm, I'm gonna wear it. Yeah. And so like Tarantino rewrote the script to have like the boss tell him to take it the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so like he had to do it for the movie. Wait, did he know that the script was rewritten, or did he hear those lines for the first time during that scene? No, no he he knew. But, okay, but, but all right. It was just Tarantino's way to get him to like. Follow it worse. I got you. I got you. It's like, um, I, I, I love that once. scene because you, you, the dude, the boss of the strip club, mm -hmm. he's an asshole. Right. Of course. But you know, you know, he's it, not it, wrong. It, no, he's not wrong. But you know that at any time, Bud could just destroy end that him. dude yes. with, with nothing. Yes. It's just 
I just think that's the kind of thing that like makes me laugh about the scenes of Bud. Bud makes volume two to me. Yeah, he is, he is Oren Ishii yeah. for volume two, and, and and that's why the last fifteen minutes of this movie take me completely because Bud's, Bud's gone. Because Bud's gone, and it's just a bunch of words. And I, I, feel, just, I feel like Tarantino is the only one who knows how to get an actual performance out of Michael Madsen. Because when I, I see him in anything else, he's terrible. Wasn't yeah. he I mean, in, after Reservoir Dogs? Wasn't he? Well, that's Quentin Tarantino too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in a different movie that we just watched. Wasn't it um, like a Jean-Claude Van Damme a movie or something like that? <laughs> What's, oh my God. Wasn't he it? like some FBI agent or something in a movie we reviewed? I can't remember. Anyway. No, it doesn't matter. It was no, terrible. But, I'll look it but, up right but now. But speaking of Reservoir Dogs and Michael Madsen, so you know the scene where the bride is buried mm -hmm. uh, in the coffin. and Best uh, scene in this whole movie. So, yes. so like remember when she like kicks off her boots and she gets mm -hmm. like the, the straight razor to like cut herself yeah, free. Yeah, is there a backstory to the straight razor? Because they, they never so, talked about it. She just had it hidden in her boots. So, it's, it's just standard assassin skills. Well, you should know this stuff. The boots <laughs> were Michael Madsen's boots that he wore in Reservoir Dogs. Oh. And the straight Ooh. razor was the razor he used to cut. He used to cut the ear. <laughs> Michael Madsen showed up on set with those things and Uma Thurman put them on and used the, the straight razor. That's what I love about Tarantino movies. Oh, so fucking fun about that dude, the razor he used to cut the cop's yeah. ear off. Why didn't I fucking <laughs> think of that? This movie just bumped up. Yeah, I was gonna say it was is not give, as good I'll, as Volume One, but I'll give it an extra half star. It fucking that. is. So, so one of the things, so like I agree that this isn't as good as Volume One, but one of the interesting things that Tarantino did is he used like a different motif for the first movie than he did with the second movie. So the first movie was an homage to his love of samurai mm -hmm. and and kung fu films. This uh, part of the of the um, series, the part two is more in line with the Westerns that he loved growing up. And so like this movie is more of a Western, whereas the first one was more of a Kung Fu film. Right. Um, okay. So I've said this before, Bud, it, I feel like he's me. And I, I, I attach myself to his character in this, in the beginning part of this movie. Um, I love the fact that he just completely owns Beatrix, the most deadly woman on the freaking planet who just got work, got done working her way through the assassin squad and killing everybody that she needs to get revenge on. She comes up to Bud, Bud fucking puts her down a notch. Rock salt. There's something about that. Rock salt in the tits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh he's he such a- on and on about her tits. He's <laughs> such a badass, but he's so cynical and yeah. he just doesn't give a shit. I, yeah. I just- I of that aspect of his character. Anyway, uh, moving on to that, the 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 graveyard scene. I think Schultz. I might think, I might think, God, this freaking margarita, what did you put in this margarita? Uh, I think this cocaine. is the, maybe, awesome. is the best <laughs> use of a flashback ever in a movie. Like flashbacks are usually kind of like awkward sometimes. Yeah. Really like watching a movie, you're going along, all of a sudden be like, boom, flashback. And you're like, yeah. oh, fuck. Oh, okay. She basically uses the one inch punch to dig her way out, right? That's the, you, that's the whole point of this like 40 minute flashback. You are a hundred percent correct. Yeah. Like she's in there, she's in the freaking coffin and she's sitting there and she's like, okay, Pime, here we go. And then boom, flashback to when she was training to do the three inch punch. Freaking brilliant. And, and one of the great things about that flashback is that the Pai Mei character is, is kind of like a staple of Shaw Brothers, like mm -hmm. Kung Fu. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I, I've seen some of those original movies and there are scenes where like someone tries to kick Pai Mei in the balls and he's so skilled with his body. He sucks his testicles up into <laughs> his body and catches the foot there and then oh like fucks them up, you know, with his Kung Fu. And, yes. and, and Tarantino 
nailed the characters so perfectly. Like, he's just an asshole. Oh, he's, oh, he's such a prick. You guys can all do that. We can suck our testicles into our body. <laughs> Uh, Pime, the, the, the montage training scene for Pime A, I could just watch that by itself. So he's, he's, he's just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and it also gives you like perspective into why Beatrix is such a badass. Yeah. She was already a badass before she got to him. Oh, and he talks so much shit about her. Ooh, She's like, I am, I am. He hates Americans. He hates, hates blondes, yeah. and he hates women. women. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of the funny things is that, that the character of Pime speaks Cantonese in, in the movie. And originally Tarantino wanted the actor to speak Cantonese and then like overdub his mouth with like English. <laughs> Uh, but he, he thought that it kind of detracted from like the uh, the gravitas of Pi Mei. And so mm -hmm. he, like, he just kept, kept, kept the candy like, like that. That would have been, really <laughs> been funny, yeah. Uh, I, I, Pi Mei is just such a freaking cool character. And I know he comes from other movies. And, and there's like this, there's this weird theory out there that he's like just immortal, basically. Um, which I, when it comes to fish heads. Ex fuck that bitch for killing him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I, the, the whole montage scene where Beatrix gets trained by him is freaking incredible. That, like I said, I, I could just watch a movie of that by itself. Like if they just like, just kind of stretch that out to like a 45, 50 minute movie of just her training with Pime A and him being a dick the whole time, I'd watch it. No problem at all. It was a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. I had a blast watching that part of the scene. There's a line in this movie that has infiltrated my vocabulary to this day that I say to my kids wakey wakey eggs, eggs and bakey like there I say that shit to my kids all the time it's freaking hilarious I love this movie that's kind of fucked up it's a little fucked up where it came considering from. <laughs> where it came from and I know I actually use that line in one of my books <laughs> um, but one of the interesting things is that Gordon Liu who plays Pai Mei uh, he was also the general of the crazy 88 mm -hmm. in the first part and uh, like he's unrecognizable as Pai Mei, but oh, he, he's great. He's yeah. fantastic. I love the way he freaking just like angrily sweeps yes. his beard away from him. His beard work is top. That That's all from the original mm -hmm. like, like actor who played the, the Pai Mei character in the Shaw Brothers movies. I love it. It's so good. I, I feel like I'm just gushing over the same thing over and over again. But uh, um, since we're speaking of, of casting though, like real quick, I just want to point out that uh, there's a scene in, in this movie later on where uh, she goes to like this Mexican brothel and uh, there's a character there that uh, uh, it's Esteban Vallejo. Who, oh, who Esteban. Like, who was like a uh, fucking love Esteban. Who, who was Bill's oh. surrogate father. Yeah. And originally that character was supposed to be played by Ricardo Montalban. Well, that would have been awesome. Um, yeah, the con? Fucking con. Yeah, con. And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and so like, like, I don't know if you guys noticed the actor who actually ended up playing him. Uh, he's the same actor who played uh, the marshal, the, the state mm -hmm. marshal. Yeah. And from Dust Till Dawn in episode one and stuff like that. Michael, Volume Michael, one. Michael yeah. I, have, I haven't yep. watched that movie in a long time. And no, the, the same, the sheriff from yeah. the beginning of, of volume one is the same yeah, dude. The one who investigated the, yeah. the, the pines. And the story behind that is that Michael Parks, like while they were doing like a table read, um, uh, Ricardo Montalbaum wasn't available to come in and do it. And so Tarantino just had Michael Parks read the part and he nailed it so perfectly. Uh, Tarantino was like, you know what? I'm just going to cast you in this part. <laughs> That's so great. The, but, but it's like this old Texas white guy doing like a, like a Mexican. Hardcore Spanish. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and he nailed it. I, it's almost yeah, it, unrecognizable. I, did, I didn't realize he was even doing a fake accent. He was yeah, like exactly. Like 
there's something about that character, which is interesting that you bring it up because he plays such a small part in this movie. Like he's only there for a very, very short mm-hmm. period of time, but he's a huge presence where he's like in charge of this whole brothel and like girls who disobey him, get, like, them, yeah. get fucked up really bad. And he shows that like he never once seems aggressive towards Beatrix at all, but like subliminally, he like calls over one of the girls that has disobeyed him at one point in time and her face is just freaking completely scarred up and she's like drooling and he like wipes the freaking drool off her face he and stuff gives like her that. a handkerchief dude and she says thank you yeah but he did that to her dude dark dark and that w- that was like the way he just so subtly is just sitting back and he's just sucking uh, cigarette and he's just mm-hmm. sitting there and uh, you know you, you are, would be my number one you would lady. be my number one lady like the way he just seems so freaking chill but also you know this dude will fuck you up in an instant like it was intimidating and also like he seemed like a nice grandpa at the same time i kind of like that guy it's super weird but you kind of got why bill was like you're my father figure yeah I yeah, and you also get where Bill gets his ruthless ruthlessness no, I, uh, from. I yeah. kind of wish I exuded that kind of personality. I wish you did too. I'd be that'd scared be, as fuck of you. Cool. <laughs> like With cool. your beard and you're fucking smoking a cigarette and you're just like, I'll fuck you up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, I would and, never look you in the eyes. What's funny about that scene? What's funny about that scene is that it it was shot in actual Mexican brothel. And every girl, really? with, except for the one with like the fucked up lip, was an actual prostitute. Get yeah. out! Get out! No. What are you, you going to Colombia? It was just like I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> it's what? true. It's one hundred percent true. Get the fuck out of here! Kadish researched it. Oh God! He was like, "You hooker," and she was like, yeah. "Tarantino <laughs> talks about real? it on the commentary." Well, they were kind oh, of, they, were, they, were, they were just homely enough to to be like legit. Well, they were like hanging out in like hammocks and shit. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, Holy Mexican God. brothels aren't high end, dude. No, I wouldn't think they were. Nor it's, are it's the like, jails. It, no, it's, it's like like down here in Vegas. Wait, hold on a second. It's Have like, you been to a Mexican jail? How's your margarita? No comment. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I said I was gonna say it's, it's like you know when uh, people come to Vegas and they think the hookers are all like Playboy centerfold. I don't know. It's like and, the and, top one percent. And, and, and they go down there and they like realize that the, all the hookers are yeah, fucking yeah. like. Like fours on the, the scale. Yeah, the ones you see on TV are the top one percent that charge like twenty five hundred dollars a minute. Yeah, those ones <laughs> are. They, they, those ones aren't hanging out in the bar. No, they're not. They're they're on call. Yeah, the real hookers are like dogs, dude. They're like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll suck your dick for twenty dollars. <laughs> it's like no, no, no. <laughs> Move it along. Anyway, sweetie. anyway, this guy. Um, <laughs> Again, this the performance here is just incredible. Like yeah. he he plays such a small part, but he's so freaking just ruthless and cool and scary all at the same time. He's sitting down and he's reading this freaking book, and he just puts his book uh-huh. down. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. Uh-huh. Like everything about this guy, I just find it plays. I find it really funny that you were so enamored with this guy. He's fucking we've cool. Li- we've literally talked about him on the podcast longer than he was in the movie. He reminds me of the Dos Equis guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I don't always drink those but when I do, I don't always cut a bit. I, do, I aim for the lips. I am the most interesting man it's in the world. Fucking crazy! Yeah. All right, let's talk about the uh, the least favorite part of the movie. For oh you. God, it's just fifteen minutes of Bill. Blather. We Blah. finally get a confrontation with Bill. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. And he just sits there and he just jibber jabbers for fucking yeah, but an dude, hour. I don't it. think it's heartbreaking I at would, all. Really? I think he is a master manipulator. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what Bill does. 
It, well, no, he's from, been grooming assassin. Mm-hmm. He's the snake charmer, right. which is his name. From yeah. what? Well, okay, when I say that's, heartbreaking, that's a good way to put it. He groomed all these chicks, all of them, to be his he's a snake charmer. Yeah, yeah. They're all named he after snakes. He groomed his brother, the only man he ever loved, and all of these <laughs> women to be assassins who work for him and worship him. I'll say this though, David Carradine fucking killed it. In this oh final. yeah, he did. Listen, the scene where they're at like the campfire, and it's, I think it's just before the Pi May thing, oh, where he's playing the flute, where he's playing the flute, and he's telling that story about the monks. I, I'm not joking, dude. I'm just like, I, I'm just like Beatrix in that scene. Where I, I just I, like, what's the next part of the story? You, you, you know what makes me sad about David Carradine? The way he died is all I can see when I see David Carradine on screen anymore is I just have a picture of him jerking himself in the fucking closet, hanging himself with a belt. See, here's the thing. That's I can't, how I, I want to go. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> That's how we all want to go. I can't get it out of my head. It's so annoying. Fucking Jew. Why did he, he died have a, a warrior's death? Why, no. <laughs> he died a fucking weirdo, dude. He died in an orgasm. No. How the fuck I do just, you want to go? I can't get it out of my brain. Good. So, so you know like, that he lives on in your orgasm. I, I know. You know the detail about how he died, right? It's just so fucking weird, man. And it and it ruins his character for me because I can't separate the it two. Did ruin his orgasm. <laughs> Jesus. The silver lining coming from Jesus. He was like, I have a choice between living or finishing my orgasm. And he finished his orgasm. He's a fucking legend. No, you know what actually happened though, right? Is so like normally like the people who do autoerotic asphyxiation because they pass out, mm-hmm. uh, they usually put like a piece of, of lime yeah, or, or lemon. I was there. That when you bite on bite down on it, the acidity kind of wakes you up. Hmm. And when he was doing it, it fell out of his mouth. And so he wasn't able to bite down on it. And that's what caused him to basically like you know, asphyxiate. All right, well, that's weird. Now that we're talking about that, I just want to say, I think it was staged. I think they fucking Epstein'd his ass. Oh, he's still alive? Carradine didn't kill himself. Carradine can yeah, no. Not at all. I, I don't he, think... I, I, I don't know if that had, hashtag had, is going to fly. He had, he had info on a Clinton. <laughs> I, I struggle to believe anything in that realm of, like, how people die. Like, I, I'm like, fucking William Robin, right? Dude, Robin, I, Robin, I, Robin listen, Williams. Dude, I almost died jerking it this morning. <laughs> so, you know... I totally get it. I almost died in the club <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> like you got to start the day off right. Fucking goddamn it! What? <laughs> well, 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 you know the thing about David Carradine is like he was also an alcoholic. Like, yeah. like he was drunk, like on sets of his movies and stuff like that. I'm drunk right now. Me yeah. Too. <laughs> well, you don't go to work drunk though. No. Right? No. Unless I would, you count this as work. I'd be dead. But uh, well, this is kind of work. But, this kind of. But, but you know, it's but, our work. But, but Dave, David Carradine was was a messed up dude. And, uh, That's sad. And this was supposed to be like his big comeback, and he killed it in this. Film. Oh, he, he was did. Such he a was great good. job. No, I'm not. I'm not even joking. Like this, all jokes aside, like I could listen to this dude tell stories. Like he yeah. is a campfire, sit by the side, <laughs> mar- roast marshmallows, and listen to fucking monks kill them. You it's know, like, kill each other. Uh, like, did, did he ever sit, narrate any books? Sit by the oh, fire God. and play my weird flute. Like I wish I could have the cadence and sound that this guy has in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's so fucking like just absorbing and, you're like oh and i want to listen to you I, I don't know what it is about tarantino's dialogue coming out of david carradine's mouth mm-hmm. but it is it is like poetry yeah like, like him talking about superman and him mm-hmm. talking yep. about uh being a killer bee and like all this stuff like it's just it's amazing and then like you know there are these moments where you know he's waxing philosophical and he's being all poetic 
And then like he whips out his gun and shoots and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Like, 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 and he's like, let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> what did you shoot me with? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's amazing how they show like in that scene where, where Beatrix has finally confronted him and they're in the same room together. And he's like, I'm going to tell you a story. And he's just kind of like flowing and talking and whatever. And then she makes a move because she wants to kill. She's still trying to get the upper hand and she just can't. He's just like, boom, like pops her with a freaking dart. And she starts freaking out. Like at every single point, except until the very last scene where they're together, he always has the upper hand. And he's only able to be defeated by the one move he never learned. Mm -hmm. Which is something that Pai Mei taught her and didn't teach anybody else. It's fucking, this movie's a masterpiece, Which is man. also how she got the upper hand on Ellie. Because Pai Mei taught her everything yes. he had. Plucked the eye Plucked out. Plucked the eyeball out of her. I love it. Like, And then she stepped on it. Such a, oh, and it looks like, oh, Dude, it's squished between her toes. That was oh, Tarantino that was and nasty. feet. That's yeah, yeah. the only you, thing you know, that we you know haven't Tarantino talked about yet. jerked it to that shot <laughs> many times. In volume one with her in the back of the pussy wagon. Absolutely. Wiggle your big toe. And that then was, her stepping on that eyeball, He that was his finishing move. Do you think... Do you, he was like, like, he do you think like, Tarantino's <laughs> just <laughs> fucking behind the camera for those scenes in particular? Just... <laughs> yeah right. Here's yesterday I watched. Tarantino watching... is it doesn't even have to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have to touch it. He, he could just, just look at something, and then his body is just like I'm coming yeah. now. It's like he shot with the orgasminator ray. Yeah. Oh, oh. He doesn't have to touch it. He shows him we... the O face. What are we gonna I, say? I don't remember. <laughs> this is the problem: is you don't interject the right time. So. So yesterday we're watching this. I'm doing a I'm doing a watch party with yeah. a Discord label. Yeah, yeah. On, on on volume two, and she she steps and squishes the eyeball, mm-hmm. and I went, <laughs> and and and, um, and Anima and the other people, everybody in the chat were like, oh god, that was gross. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you know, we're and we're over here like, talking about it like, coming, and we're just like, Jesus, that was it was pretty nasty. It was very but nasty. The freaking jelly eyeball going between her toes. Blah. You know, it's just like. <sighs> Yeah. yeah, and and it's funny because uh, Buck and uh, and uh, Ellie are the only two that the bride didn't kill. Mm-hmm. Well, I think she. Do you think she would have killed Buck if she had? Well, she he was on her list, right? Because she he was part of the well, I think crew that killed. I, I mean, her I mean, she probably would have killed him, but like she didn't. Mm-hmm. It was Ellie who killed him. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ellie's dead. We no, never, I, we, we never see her die. We never see her die. The blind, but I, but I think it's implied that she leaves her in there blind mm. with the snake on Ooh, purpose. What, what if Blind Ellie teaches Vivica A. Fox's daughter? That would be a cool Ooh, sequel. Blind Ellie teaches Little Nikki. Yeah, I need to write that would sequel. be a, that would be a cool sequel part. <clears throat> um, okay, I'm just going to talk about my favorite moments in this movie. Um, by far, I could watch over and over and over again and never get tired of it. Pai Mei's training yes. of Beatrice Kiddo. It, from the moment Bill drops her off at the staircase, I want to see an entire two-hour-long movie of her getting trained. It's so good. He's such an asshole, and it's hilarious. But her determination and her ability to just fucking go and not stop, d- despite all the challenges she meets, earns his respect to the point where she's like, or he's like, this woman is different than everybody else I've trained. Something about that, like just screams, give me a movie about it. I love it. It's my favorite part of this movie. I could watch it over and over and over again. Pime is freaking incredible. 
I don't give a shit about the rest of this movie. Is that, if that's all I got for volume two, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. I'll, yeah, gotcha. I'll tell you one of my favorite scenes in the movie, and it's kind of weird. And it's when we have the flashback where Beatrix finds out that she's pregnant mm. and the Asian assassin shows up and they're at the standoff. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm really sorry to do this, but I just found out I'm pregnant. Mm. And the lady's like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> she's like, she just leaves. <laughs> well, that's funny. I almost forgot about that moment. That was a good moment in the movie. Um, well, it's the moment where Beatrix explains why she left Bill. And, and right. she's like, I couldn't do the job anymore because I, I just kept thinking like, it's not just my life. It's mm -hmm. like the life of my child now. And, uh, and I knew that like, I had to get her away from you because you'd groom her like you groomed everyone else. Which puts into perspective, like what a dirt bag Bill is. Because when you find out what he was getting his revenge for, it was just because she left him. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a jealous prick. Like in no, I don't think, Bill is ever put in a good light at all throughout uh, both of these done, movies. I would have done the same thing. Well, I mean, I mean, he admitted that basically, like he's a heart, he's a heartless bastard, but she broke yeah. his heart. Yeah. And so, like, he, he's like, I may have overreacted. <laughs> oh, but I was in pain. Yeah, like, that was great. Okay, that was a great baby, moment. And you're gonna go marry this other guy? No, and, no, no. Uh, did you notice Sam no. Jackson's uh, cameo? Yes, yeah. as Rufus, Rufus, the piano the player. player. Rufus is the man. Poor bastard got shot for no reason. He's um, like, you like Love Me Tender? He's been in like every Quentin that. Tarantino Every movie. single Quentin Tarantino No, movie. no, not everyone. Almost. Not everyone? Was he uh, not he in did, Reservoir Dogs? He wasn't in Reservoir he had, Dogs. He had, he had uh, something like long, he had, uh, he had uh, audition for Pulp Fiction. And then I think he never had to audition for him ever again. You know, was he in True Runs? Well, that wasn't a Tarantino movie. He, Tarantino wrote that movie, but Tony Scott directed it. No, but that, it is to me. <laughs> I saw. Um, I think he is in that actually. Is he? He's he's one of the guys that Drexel kills in, in the drug deal. I think you're right. I saw an interview with Samuel L. Jackson that kind of speaks to me and you as like voice actors. Like, um, he said he was he was auditioning for these roles uh, and just like small parts. And his wife would come to him or, or whoever it was was like, "Why are you fucking taking this shitty role?" Like, this is a nothing movie. It's like some freaking backlot, you know, like passion project for this kid. And he was like, yeah, but that kid in all his passion might be one of the biggest directors we ever meet. And I'm going to have worked with him and he's going to have a good relationship with me. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened with him and Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, that's, that's just, it just speaks so true. I love that, that moment that he had in that interview where he's like, don't ever fucking scoff at some kid who's just doing some passion project. Like, be a part of it. And then when he gets bigger... He's going to take you along with him. Yeah. And it's freaking rings true. Let's do final thoughts on part two. Final Vader, thoughts? do you have a favorite? I know you don't like this movie as much as the first one, but what's, um, your, what's your favorite moment for this? It's my, the margarita my, scene. Margarita. No, my, my favorite scene is with Bud. All the, Bud the, stuff? The, the Most of the Bud stuff, yeah. yeah. I, I just really, for some reason, I connected with Bud Me in too. this movie. I, I don't too. know why. I just, I just really like his character. I like how he's fucking with his brother when he tells him he sold the Hanzo sword. Mm -hmm. He's just, you know, I like how he's like, Really, probably the best assassin do you, out of do you, all of them. Do you fuck with Keg Master like he fucks with his brother? No. no <laughs> Keg really. Crusher. Keg, Keg Crusher, Crusher, sorry. Yeah, my brother. Um, Keg Master. Yeah. Um, there's just, I'm the there's Keg just, fucking master. I just, I, I just really like his character. You like Bud, okay. Yeah, I really like Bud. Cool. Um, are we, are, you want me to give a score? Yeah. Um, so, first part's five. Volume one. Volume okay. two. I was going to go three and a half, but 
Um, we said something during the, our review. We did. Here. You said you were going to give it. I'll give it an extra half star, and I'm fucking. It was, it was the, the, boot, I, the boots and the straight razor. And I don't remember. Yeah, oh, I didn't remember yeah, what yeah. it was for. The boots. So and the straight I'm bumping razor. it up to a four. Okay. It's not as good as Volume One, hmm. but that's just me, and um, I'm stingy with my fives. Okay. So I'm I'm giving it a four star. I did think the last 15 minutes was too drawn out. They could have cut a half hour out of that and been just fine. Okay. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's a it's a really, really good movie. And um, it is what it is, man. All right. Four stars. So. Jude, favorite moment and give me a star rating. Um, my favorite stuff from this is it's uh, gosh, it's got to be the, the coffin scene. Mm. But also because that leads into the Pi May stuff. So I guess for me, that's that's one big thing. It's almost like him, Bud and Pai Mei. Not, not so much Bud, but more just like she's in the coffin. She's got to figure out how to get out. And this is how her history has taught her how to get out. Mm. Um, I disagree about the ending. I feel like it all comes full circle and we needed all of that story. Um, also, when like you take yourself kind of out of the movie and you put it into perspective, like... That's not going to be okay for that kid Ugh, that she kills the whatever. You guys know what I mean. Uh, it's not it, that kid's not going to be okay. Um, her and um, Vernita's kid are going to start a gang. Um, part one is a five star for me. Uh, I think for me, like, I can't watch one without the other, but are they, are each part five star? No, not necessarily. So I, you know how I feel about movies over two hours. This is over two hours. Technically um, it's like four and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like it's a Tarantino movie, so I'll, I'll give it some allowance there. I, I, I do love it, but I love the first part more, which, hmm. and I think that that just says a lot more about the first part, which makes you want to watch the second part. I don't know that the, the second part is as good as the first part. So for me, it's it's probably um, four out of five Pi May beard swings. Okay. Kadish? So there are two parts in this movie that always kind of stand out to me. Um, the first is after she performs the five-point exploding heart technique on Bill, and he realizes what she did. Uh, he gets up and he walks five steps and then he just collapses. And you know, you remember the story around mm -hmm. the campfire where he's like, you take five steps and your heart explodes. And he just kind of accepts his fate and he realizes that, you know, this is the woman he loves and she literally broke his heart. And so like he, he walks five steps and just dies. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, a very poignant moment. And it's also very cool because it's a payoff to that story that we heard earlier. Then, um, the other scene kind of goes hand in hand in with that, where at the very end, uh, Beatrix is on the floor of the bathroom in, in the motel mm -hmm. and she's crying and, but laughing at the same time. Like she's overcome with both sorrow and joy at having gotten her revenge and killed the man that, you know, she yeah. actually loved. While the, while her daughter is yeah. watching TV. Yeah. So like she, she got everything that she wanted. And it was a um, kind of a fearic victory. It was bittersweet. Um, and I just thought that scene was like so emblematic of, um, of the character and also like how good of an actor that Uma Thurman was in this movie. 
And it's kind of funny because in this movie, she was actually in a car accident that uh, Tarantino had kind of orchestrated where he wanted her to drive on like a windy road and she didn't want to do it, but he kind of forced her to. And uh, it messed up her back and her knees. And it actually like ended their friendship for like a couple years because like she resented him for it. And he eventually came out and apologized and stood up for her during the Harvey Weinstein trial and mm. all this other stuff because she was a victim of Harvey Weinstein. And so he came out on her side and supported her. And that kind of mended their friendship. But this was actually the movie that that's why you don't see her in other Tarantino films after this is because uh, they had a falling out due to oh, this film. I did not know that. Wow. You're talking about the last scene at the end? Right before the credits when she's driving with the music? No, like like that was a back, back projection type thing. Yeah. Um, like there was actually a scene where like she was driving that little like sports car. Yeah, the little thing. blue one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and she lost control and and oh. had a crash and actually ended up hurting herself pretty badly. And so like she always resented Tarantino for that. And eventually he kind of mended the fence. But there were a couple of years there where like they, they just weren't in, uh, in a good place with each other. Mm. So. Uh, what's the rating for this? Oh, uh, I, I give it a three-inch punch out of five-inch punches. Three, out, three of five? out of five? Three wow. out of five, yeah. I, I don't like it as much as the first one. I don't think it's as interesting. And uh, the, the west, the shift to the Western from like mm -hmm. the, the Kung Fu just didn't work for me. Yeah, I mean, I was going to go three and a half before I gave it the bonus half. So I get it. Yeah. Hmm. I understand. Um, for me... This is, it's like damn near five star. It's like 4.75. I really enjoy it. I love Bud as a character. I connect with him way more than mm -hmm. any of the other characters. I love that he gets the upper hand on her. I love the transition between her being caught in the coffin to the training with Pai Mei. Pai Mei, the, the whole training montage with him is probably my favorite part of the two movies put together. Like, give me more Pai Mei. Fucking love See, that scene. I, I, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so for like, I, and I, I think the, the drawn out ending with Bill because of everything that's come before it is well-deserved. I, I don't give it any negative points for that. Um, it's slower. It's definitely it's slower. Just, it just, yeah, I just thought it could, should have been 15, 20 minutes. Each. But for me, that's not a negative. I, I don't think it's, it's deliberate pace in the second half of the movie is a negative. So I, I think this is another five. I think, I don't know. Can I just combine the two and just give it a five star for both movies? No. Yeah, the points are made up and the, you know, That's whatever it. do what fuck. you want to do. It don't matter. It's fucking two. It's one movie. It's kill bill. And it's both five stars, all four hours of it. That's it. It's my podcast. I get to make the rules. Right. Five star. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for joining us, as always. We really appreciate you guys watching the video. Don't forget to comment below. Let us know what your thoughts are. We love uh, hearing your feedback. And uh, if it's really, really negative, we might just read it and make fun of you. So right. comment. Stand by. Do you have a question? Yeah, what's up? If there hadn't been a part two, would part one still be a five star? I would, I would have blue balls. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. I, I still <laughs> like, think I'd be like, where the fuck is Bill? Right. Like, you can't have, it's one movie. I you, don't, I know. I feel like part two amps up part one. Right. You can't so have one there, without the other. If there hadn't been a part two, I don't know that I would feel the same way if, about if part they, one. You mean if they took both movies and they just squished them together? No, I'm saying if they had only made part one. Part, part two had never been made. There's no multiverse that that happens. <laughs> this is the multiverse where I'm asking you the question. <laughs> I I, just curious. I would, I it would still be a five-star movie. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would be fucking awesome, but 
but we'd just be to this day we'd be going we need to make part two what the fuck's part it'd be like J.R. Martin with fucking with Lord of, with, with the, what the fuck is move books that he's Game making of King of Game of Thrones yeah we'd be like what the fuck what's the rest of his fucking books yeah Anyway, that's it for the podcast. Thanks, guys, for being here. Uh, don't forget to check out the freaking Discord for Jude's margarita mix because holy Jesus. shit. I got to put that recipe in. Yeah. I'm talk oh about a five out of five. Uh, Matt, where can they find you on the socials, bud? <laughs> you can find me at MattVader74 on the Twitter most of the time, uh, some on Facebook and uh, Instagram. And uh, I update our, uh, our, our Salty Nerd pages and, and clubs and stuff on uh, Facebook. So, right on. Okay, Jude. You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and on TikTok, and you can hire me for your parties. I'll get you, get your clan fucked up. She's not get even joking. Crew, get your crew no. fucked up. Ten I'll year, get your crew fucked up. Ten year anniversary. Jude was the bartender. Everybody was trashed. All right, Matthew <laughs> it was Kadish. A good time. <laughs> it was a great time. Uh, where can they find you on the socials? You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K A D I S H on Twitter. Kadishbooks.com takes you to my Amazon page. And if you'd be so kind as to leave us a five-star review or rating on Apple Podcasts, we just need 50 more to reach that legendary 200 level in order to get certified by Rotten Tomatoes. So any help you can give us, we'd really appreciate it. All right, on. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed the show. Please comment below, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Share this with your friends. If you want to support us, word of mouth is great. If you want to do something extra, go to saltynerdclub.com, join the club membership. See you later, folks. <laughs>